Thank you for listening to Esports Next podcast, sponsored by EventPipe. EventPipe is a modern approach to event housing management. Their software helps you quickly and easily manage your event housing, allowing guests to choose from multiple hotels and room types. Wow your guests with the ease and simplicity of EventPipe. Hello and welcome to another episode of Esports Connected. I am your host, Megan Van Petten, and today, all the way from Grand Rapids, Michigan, but from our sweet home, Chicago, we have Dee Jones. Welcome to the show, Dee. How you doing, everyone? How you doing, MVP? I'm doing good, my friend. Thank you for joining us. I'm happy to be here, to be honest. <laughs> I'm happy to see you. For those of you that are listening, Dee Jones is amazing. He's our chief energy officer at Jump Ahead L3C. Tell us a little bit about Jump Ahead L3C, Dee. How you doing? So Jump Ahead L3C is a social impact company. So it's a hybrid of a for-profit and a non-profit. We get all of the benefits of a non-profit and a for-profit except for not tax exemption. So um, our goal is to um, focus on the impact and not the revenue, but we can generate revenue, but we look to reinvest that revenue back into uh, infrastructure, back into our students, back into small businesses, back to nonprofits, back into um, anything that the community will want after we um, have generated any type of revenue. I work with inner city youth, uh, focused on workforce development. Um, job training. I wouldn't say job training, but career training, because I don't want to get people jobs. I want to get people good paying career uh, focus on getting people out of poverty, um, changing the infrastructure and creating opportunities that are equitable and equal for all people, regardless of uh, walks of life, but definitely have an intention and focus on getting people of color, specifically African-Americans out of uh, poverty. That's amazing because there's quite a challenge over in Grand Rapids, uh, Grand, Grand Rapids, Michigan. You were sh sharing with me before the show about that, you know, you're working a lot with the um, the economic impact there and the government and the government. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what the situation is? Yeah, so uh, the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan is actually the second worst city for economic development for African-Americans. And so uh, it's challenging. Uh, you can feel um, the depression, you can feel um, the lack of um, just love and, and care, like people just working to get by and um, not really, it's some people striving to change the community for sure. And, you know, shout out to those entrepreneurs that are really trying to push uh, innovative ideas and do their best to um, change the local economy. But um, it's, it's, it's crazy here. And um, it's not an extremely violent city like Chicago, but um, it's a it's a mid-sized city with big city problems, and so um, my goal is just to work with people of all walks of life, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's the hoodest hoodest guy on the in the hood, um, the richest white person. Um, work with people of all walks of life and try to find those common things that bring us together, or those things that um, we have in common, or things that we like, and uh, try to build off of that. So just finding that thing that connects us and build on that. A connection and, and be genuine about it. Yeah, I really felt the love and the genuineness um, 
it takes a special person to work with billionaires and to work with the underserved black and brown communities. And you're really uh, a talented guy. And I, I I did observe that when you were when you came home to our conference and when I met you. Um, you know, I I call those people like the rainmakers, like you make it happen. Did you learn that? <laughs> you, I, I really do. Did you learn okay. that in Harvard D or were you born with it? Uh, I really was born with it, to be honest. I did get accepted into Harvard for entrepreneurship and got a bunch of certifications from the University of South Florida, so very well educated. But I um always been a natural born leader. Like I've always liked to take initiative. Um, people like people that take initiative, to be honest, and love to lead, and that's always just who I've been. Um, I've never been the type of person that you had to tell to go do this or go do that. I want it for myself first and uh, first of all. So I, I just want nice things and I want to be able to provide nice things and opportunities for people. And just growing up here um, in the city of GR, it's not a lot of opportunity. Like I've been through the juvenile detentions and so in the criminal justice system. So I've sat there with a lot of people and we chatted about different things that we wanted for our community to keep us off the streets, to keep us out of trouble. And, um, those things were never created. So this uh, community center and everything that I'm doing is ideas that I've heard from just life experiences of just growing up um, just in poverty, growing up in a criminal justice system, growing up in residential placements and the juvenile detentions and uh, just trying to create those cool things, those innovative things. And uh, esports is, is the, the big thing is bigger than our traditional sports I play. A semi-pro basketball so I play professional basketball but uh, as I play that I just know that um, the esports industry is way bigger and, and it's, it's, it's easier for people to get into it it's easier to bring people together um, everybody can't go out there and play basketball and play for 48 minutes or uh, however long they play however the coaches allow them to play but people can lock in on a game for 48 minutes and, and, and have the same impact and inspire people with the same thing so uh, that's why I'm just just trying to be open-minded and 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 keep those opportunities um, going for our community. It's interesting you say that. I had a billionaire say to me once, "Megan, why are you calling me? No one calls billionaires, and no one no one calls the hottest chick." <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what he said, and I was like. <laughs> I don't know why no one calls you because I think you're great, you know, but, um, you know, I, I love that, you know, billionaires are people too. And so are people that, you know, are born and raised in underserved communities. We are all brothers and sisters and we're here to help each other. Um, I love the work that you've done, you know, tell us a little bit about the school that you're acquiring. Yeah, so I'm working with Granville Public Schools. I'm waiting for the superintendent to get back with me, but I actually went through that property with the Kent County Commissioner. So I've been involved in our uh, Kent County government, showing up to the Kent County Commission meetings, speaking with our local government and uh, giving them feedback and educated them on esports. I just had it. Uh, Kent County Commissioner told me that he was all in with me on this esports uh, programming that I'm trying to bring to our youth and things like that. But I'm working with Granville Public Schools. They have a closed down school that I walked through uh, with the King County Commissioner. Uh, we, he used to be on the school board, so that was pretty cool. Uh, so he had a good connection. It's always good to have those people that have the 
direct power to a position or something that you're trying to obtain because it's easier to do things than go through loops of people that always tend you to get to nowhere. So um, we got to walk through the property. It was huge. It was way bigger than it looked uh, on the outside and the inside. It was a lot of rooms. Uh, it was funny because it was a computer, like a, a flyer hanging up and it was like it said computer lab and all I could think about, hey, this could be an esports lab. So they had a nice size gym. Uh, it was just a nice property and I'm looking to develop a community center with that where I do esports, career job training, 3D printing, music studios, green rooms, podcast rooms, uh, practice kitchen, revitalize the gym so people can play basketball or do programming. Uh, it's it's going to be lit. It's going to be fun. It's going to be innovative and it's not going to be watered down for sure. <laughs> that You know, that's such a good concept. A lot of people ask me like, um, what do you think we should utilize for a space? And there are so many beautiful schools that are in the custody of government that you could get a grant, you know, or in historic properties, get a grant yep. and develop it and create these workshops. I was really excited uh, 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 on top of it. The um, I was excited about your lesson at a time program, one lesson at a time for things and that, that kids just aren't learning at home and they're not learning at school. Where did you come up with that program? Uh, I don't know exactly what program that is. The Jump Ahead program that I created was in person, um, yes. but I will tell you about a program and an initiative that I am working on that is kind of like that. So uh, I found out that the juvenile detention has a PlayStation 5 at the detention, so uh, the juveniles are actually able to play video games at uh, um, juvenile detention. And when we do our esports competition, I want to bring some PlayStation Flyers. I have a PlayStation. I'm a PlayStation guy. I like Xbox too, but I grew up always having a PlayStation. But they actually, we can make it uh, possible for those uh, kids in a juvenile detention to compete against police officers and students and people within the community as they're locked up. So. It gives the kids something creative and innovative to do and something to look forward to as they're in a juvenile. And hopefully when they get out, uh, I can they can connect with me or other uh, cool entrepreneurs that are going, doing uh, cool things. But that is a program and initiative that I am working on to get our juveniles detention that are in the criminal justice system to have esports and gaming as an outlet for them to be off the streets and uh, possibly get a career in gaming in the future. That's amazing. Esports player, yeah. Well, the the program I was looking at that I was surprised. Um, I you you ha here have lessons in politics, financial literacy. You know, tell oh, me yeah. a little bit about. Yeah, I thought that politics was really interesting. That you're teaching workshops on that, or you're going to as part of your plan. I tell well, me. I have done of, workshops for politics for sure. It's just educating people on like political leaders, like. I have articles in like our local news of me educating people. Literally, uh, a civilian got killed by a police officer. I'm sad here, but I had to step up and be a leader for our community. So I had to educate people to who's your uh, city commissioner, who's your King County commissioner, who's your state representative, who's your state senator, who's your U.S. senator. These are the people you should contact. It's legislation. Um, that affects them. These are the people that affect and create laws on your everyday life. And you guys need to be 
conscious of these people. You guys need to be aware of these people. You guys need to stop focusing on the negative in the community. You guys need to start focusing on this because when you see funding uh, coming to our community but not going to our community or to the things that you care about like housing or renewable energy and things like that, uh, these people have an everyday effect on your life and uh, they're going to continuously make laws and create laws um, without your input and some of these a lot of these politicians do like to hear from constituents I work with they politicians. Do. I, advise, I advise uh, political leaders and uh, sit in a lot of political workshops so yeah I've um, connected with uh, both parties the Democrats and the Republican parties and um, I did something called the participatory budgeting process last year where I was actually um, a facilitator so I worked with budget delegates it's almost like literally political work so i was a facilitator i work with budget delegates and i looked at um i had to get these facilitators all together they had to choose all of the best projects that were uh, specific ward specific so i know um people don't know what wards is but they're like different sides of the city that the commissioners basically oversee and have a jurisdiction over and so i was the facilitator for the first ward because that's where i stay at and I ended up um, getting, uh, I ended up working with three budget delegates that chose out of the hundreds of, or it was probably like a thousand projects that people put together, but they looked at all of the projects, they chose like eight to 10 of the best projects and then those projects went on the ballot and then people from all three wards actually voted where those funding went. I was also the voting coordinator. So I had to oversee eight libraries within the city of GR and made sure that people voted, people had to, uh, the, all of the electrics, the ballots, I had to make sure that everybody had all of the equipment and uh, overseeing that process. And we got thousands of votes and people voted where $2 million overall um, in the city went. And so um, that was not government led, it was community led, it was community voted, it was for the community, by the community. So uh, it was fun. And it, you know what, it takes leadership and development to understand that. So it's so it's so amazing that you're doing such grassroots initiatives. Um, That's where it starts. I've, I've, it everybody I've worked with in politics does a grassroots campaign. So uh, just really there in the trenches, hard work, knocking on doors, connecting with people, uh, speaking to people, speak to constituents, listen to what they care about and uh, trying to find that common ground oh my gosh you are so inspiring i must say <laughs> i appreciate you know, it it's it, it because we have a seat at the table we do we 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 have to show up we have to be consistent we have to be ready <laughs> we have to be yeah. prepared and we have to start somewhere yeah, I've, I've been doing public speaking. For, I love to speak. If I can get any speaking of initiative to speak to people and, and let people hear my voice, uh, I love to speak. Those are things that I love to do. I've been doing public speaking for a long time and I've inspired uh, a lot of people. That's all I can say. And I'll inspire the universe one day for sure. I, I can't wait till I get that true universal light. Um, to inspire the world around us and, and educate people and, and help people get out the struggle. Like I think about third world countries, like I think globally. So I know they say think local, act global, but it, I really just think global, act local and think global to be honest. <laughs> 
well, you're a visionary and you know, you, you, you've, you've literally been taught um, the infrastructure of entrepreneurship and being a visionary from Harvard. So you, you know, you, you get that there's no wrong place to start. Um, just get off the bench and get on the court and stay on the court. What I noticed is the longer I've stayed on one road, for, for example, like every year when I'm um, serving in the esports trade association, it my world gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, success is not built overnight. Success is built through consistency and perseverance. perseverance. Really, there's something to it. Mindset, having an, you know, an, and that that's what I'm A really- positive mindset. Because exactly. it's so easy to be negative and to be, uh, be down and, and down yourself like, I'm a very loving person and I have a lot of self-love and I care for myself and I try to get people to care for themselves because we got a lot of people on the planet that does not care for themselves. They don't care for other people. And so I try to be that person that gives them the love that they need. Like I, I get tired of showing people love that don't show me love, but uh, I'm still going to show love as, 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 as large and, and hard as I can to be honest. It's the secret, um, gratitude and just love. Even the hardest um, people to love. Um, just that's how you bring it up. And um, yeah. so, yeah, like that, that's really cool. Can you, and I think you're going to attract bigger, amazing opportunities. Like, tell me about the, the car, the international car show that you're going to have an esports experience opportunity. I mean, you're, you know, you're getting these amazing calls <laughs> based on your work. And, and I'd love to know how the, the, you know, this prestigious group found you. Okay. So it's crazy because I was looking at things I posted years ago on Facebook and it, it, one of the memories popped back up and uh, I was at the car show I was in an exotic car and I was, you know, you know, inspiring the hood and stuff like that. And uh, I ended up going to, I'm a committee member for the West Grand Neighborhood Organization, which um, is our neighborhood organization for our neighborhood on the West Side. And uh, I stopped there because I was trying to create a sponsorship form for my esports event that I'm doing. And no one was there. So I called one of the women from the neighborhood organization and said, hey, where are you guys at? She said, oh, we're at the car show. What a coincidence. I'm like, is there a possibility that I could come work the car show? She was like, yeah, uh, call Annette, who's the executive director of the West Grand Neighborhood Organization. Definitely shout out to Annette. I love her. But um, I ended up hitting Annette up and she was like, yeah, let me go check out. And then I ended up getting into the car show i uh, got to work the booth but i got to network with all of the car companies i'm talking about the exotic cars like the lambos the ferrari uh the best of the best top of the line cars and so uh as i kept like walking and networking and just talking to everybody because i'm like this is a car show like these these people are looking to buy the new cars or they just sightseeing but i'm going to talk to everybody that's doing business here and so I came across this organization called Showspan and I was like, and I looked at this woman's name tag and it said like, I forgot exactly what it said, but I was just like, I need to go speak to her. So I ended up speaking to her. She was like, yeah, we're the uh, company that puts on the DeVos 
uh, like the beer, wine, and food festival, the uh, car show, uh, the golf, uh, all of these shows at the DeVos place. I'm like, what? And I was like, I would love to speak to you guys about doing an esports event um, at the DeVos place one day. She was like, you know what? We tried to do an esports uh, experience here at the car show, but we didn't know anybody that could help us do it, and we didn't have the resources. So thanks to you, MVP, who created the Esports Trade Association, I have all of those resources. So definitely like all the love and like the what well, everything that I'm doing is because of what you created. So just know like it, it, I wouldn't even know where to really start because nobody has genuinely tried to help me get to where I am. And so I definitely appreciate it. But I was able to connect with her and then she was like, oh, I, I want to check out your esports event that you're doing. but Let's work together on creating the esports experience at the 2024 car show. I said, what? Then I end up doing karaoke with them, which was funny. And then I end up connecting with the guy that was above her. And he was like, yeah, we would love to do it. So that's how the uh, opportunity for the car show came to do it next year for esports. is just me being there, uh, connecting and uh, just connecting. And that's just how it happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that is so cool um, because almost every industry, I hope every industry, should have a trade association. And I always tell students, entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, anybody that wants to get involved in growing their business or, you know, serving a mission to join any association, choose your topic, choose your association, because you have support. You have a whole family to help you, a whole network to help you with anything you need when you come up with opportunities like that, like I shared with you before the show. When success knocks at the door, be ready. And when you're locked oh, yeah. and loaded in an association, you're ready because, you know, it's just a couple phone calls. You've got, you got a guy for everything, yep. you know, I do or have a guy for everything. And it's because of you, MVP. So oh, my God. I got it. I got to give you your flowers. Like I have oh. to give you the flowers. <laughs> it wasn't you Valentine's. Know? It's not Valentine's Day, but let me give you your flowers still. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's really you. It's really our members that make us really like, I just, you know, um, served a, an opportunity and I, that's why I just love this industry. I mean, I've been doing association management for so long, you know, decades and it's just, it brings people together and, you know, it's, it's just, it's so What's so exciting about this association, D, is so many people didn't even really know associations existed. So one thing I would tell you, like right out of the gate, if I were sitting in your shoes, if you haven't already, is join the International Car Association. Go figure that, out what they've got going on. That would probably be the next thing I would do, because if I can start to create esports uh, experiences internationally, oh, I'm going to do it. I I, I gotta. I'm, I have a global vision, and I'm yes. putting it out there. I have. I tell everybody, I'm going to be a billionaire. Like I, I am going to be a billionaire. I, Remember I me. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm you never going to forget you, MVP. Oh, you're the best, D. You Honestly, know, uh, like I know <laughs> you said, like you created an opportunity, but that's the thing about it is that one person, like as Tupac Shakur said, I probably won't be the person that changed the world, but I'll spark the mind that will change the world. And that's what I'm saying is you created that opportunity and then that created a spark for me to work with all of these different entities, like the same information that you created and uh, the opportunity you created, I've been able to get it to state legislators. I've been able to get it 
to school districts across the state of Michigan, across different cities, like like the largest school districts across the state. Like I've been able to get the same information that I acquired from an opportunity that you created. So I, I'm just thankful for you creating what you've created because I don't even know how like genuinely wholeheartedly i don't know how i would have been able to do what i'm doing if i would have never known about the esports trade association and paid that 800 dollars. definitely money well spent and well worth it like the opportunities that i'm going to be able to create for generations of students is because of you oh thank you um i'm very humbled by that there's just so many of us that you know it's it's so not me but i i feel the love and i appreciate you and yeah shout out to everybody from the esports trade association that put it together but that's uh, right the first person that i actually connected with from the esports trade association i know that's what i'm saying like i I wouldn't even known about it if it wasn't even for you to be honest it's so neat it's so neat because it so trade associations are just as old as time and you know who does it well like i always say is the bar association for the lawyers they you know they educate the students really early on to join and the medical association of doctors educate the doctors really early um so that's what we're trying to do in these underprivileged industries, you know, my passion is the underprivileged black and brown communities that really need to be built from the ground up here in Chicago, you know, and I, I, I have done an international global outreach with the association, but I'm so focused on what kind of local impact we can make. And I, I'm with you. It's like, I go big and thinking, and then I go back to the grassroots and that's what esports really gives us the opportunity, you know, to really, um, build it from the ground up, the trenches, the, the trenches to the billionaires. Yeah. For real, that's the, it's, it, that's the state how it is. It's, and, and shout out to everybody that's doing good work in our underserved communities and communities that are uh, in poverty because it's poor white communities too. So I definitely yes. want to serve those communities. People forget that. That's why uh, equity and uh, equality is a real thing and uh, something yes. that I'm really truly focused on because people forget that just because there's poor black communities and poor uh, communities of color that don't forget there is poor white communities. Of course, um, you know, um, I, can you talk a little bit about equity? Um, there's been some confusion around equity um, and what that means to people. What does it mean to you? To me, equity means, like, for example, when somebody has a degree, so say somebody has a degree from Harvard, for example, they have the same degree. They're a person of color and there's a white person. And they have the same degree, the same GPA, the same everything. But that person, that white person is going to get paid a better wage and a better salary because they're white. And that black person is going to get paid less because they're color. And that is not equitable and it's not equal. And so equity to me means being able to provide people the same opportunity regardless of their ethnicity and to offer them the same wages, offer them the same benefits. That's truly what equity is to me. Okay. So even in the playing field, like it's not always like, I'm in a second worst city for economic development. I can tell you now the policies and, and opportunities are not equitable or equal, far from it. And it's people that have better qualifications that are people of color, that have better 
uh, went to better colleges, have better knowledge, can do the job better than white people, and they don't get those same opportunities or those same wages. And so um, this is white people do things, and I'm not trying to make this a color thing, but there are people of color and white people that do things better than uh, other people. And so I just wish that regardless of that, that the opportunities are equal and people get paid the same wages to get the same benefits and the same opportunities to grow in the company. Yeah, I know you've been a big voice about fairness and I Always. really appreciate that. <laughs> and, and you've gained an incredible following just on LinkedIn alone. You're what they would call a micro influencer with over 20,000 followers. How did you, yeah. how did you build that sort of following? Uh, I first so. I forgot how I found out about LinkedIn, but I've just always been business savvy, always been business, business, business. And so I was like, I want to connect with people that work directly at businesses. So I don't, because if I post something on Facebook, so say, for example, I post something with the governor, I post something with the governor on Facebook, I get a couple likes and people like, oh, you with Big Gretz or you with Governor Whitmer. But then I posted on LinkedIn and now I got executives and CEOs and big business people and, and uh, venture capitalists and angel investors and all of these people looking at um, the things that I post. And so uh, I think I created it when I was first in college and uh, I was working in the hospitality field. So I started to like work with like um, I started to connect with like people in the hospitality, food and beverage industry and stuff like that. And then I switched it over because I'm like, I don't even want to do hospitality. Like, I want to do, uh, I want to build this community center. So after I left college and then uh, came back to GR, I ended up, um, that's when I created, you know, I still have my LinkedIn, but then I won the grant funding to partner with the city. And then that's when I created my uh, program. So I'm like, all right, let me switch the focus to gaming and uh, nonprofits. And so I just started to build, I started to, Post content, one of my favorite uh, entrepreneurs, business guys, Gary V. I remember he said, uh, if it's content or a picture, if you take pictures at an event, post those. If you go to this event or you go anything, content, if as long as you have a following, people will look at it. So I was just like, that's, that's good because I think like that, but obviously wasn't the person who said it. So uh, that's when I just started to just, I built a following. I started to post if I was. I'm a cameraman for uh, a local TV station, so I record all of our high school basketball games, like all of the good basketball games, the good teams, like I record all of those basketball games. And so I'm able to take pictures of me being at the events, me being on the, uh, me running a production, me doing the uh, behind the uh, the announcer, like checking if to making sure the microphone works or going into the TV truck and making sure that the production is good or they spell my name correctly and things like that. So just being able to do things like that, I post those things on LinkedIn. Those things get liked. Those things connect with other people. I open people's minds and now they're like, oh, if this is a game, if this is a, we can do a production like this, why can't we do a full esports production? So that's what I try to utilize that to creative thinking because it's the same concept, it's just a different sport. Wow, Michigan sure is lucky to have you. And we actually <laughs> cannot wait until you come home to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to give back to the city of Chicago. That's definitely one of the things I truly want to do 
in this lifetime is go back to my city and build it up and connect with local government, state government. Uh, my, I, I got a cousin that was actually killed in the city of Chicago uh, by a police officer. So uh, definitely want to give back to the city and work on the police and community relations and the equity and violence there because uh, people shoot people crazy out there in Chicago. Like it's crazy out there. So uh, I know that esports and uh, this creative outlets and uh, those community centers and not watering it down. Like we can't keep we got to get to the core root of these systematic problems that have uh, been damaging and uh, creating harm and uh, poverty. If you ask me, is the is the core root of everything uh, opportunity. If we, if we can end those two things, you will change a lot of different things. Like if people had a good career, good paying job, people not going to be trying to sell crack cocaine, uh, do all type of illegal stuff and, and feel like people should uh, give them praise because they're doing illegal things. Like I, I, I don't like when guys go into the criminal justice system, do years in the criminal justice system and then feel like we should praise you because you did a crime. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I've been out here giving back to the community. I'm not going to praise you. I, I've spent my time giving back. So I'm just trying to change the thinking of our community because I be with guys in the hood. I'm from the hood. I be in the hood. You know what I'm saying? And I, we just really need to uh, change the way that we think. I really appreciate that sort of wisdom and generosity. You know, there there's obviously a deep systematic understanding that needs to be understood first and very complex. Um, and, very complex for sure. Yeah, very complex. And really, we can do this together one, one day at a time, one person at a time, one word at a time, one action at a time. And um, I would love to hear from you some parting advice for our community while you're building uh, Traverse City and making a difference in esports. Give us some parting advice, uh, Dee, as to uh, what you would like to tell our community that you're so um, so intensely part of and we celebrate. <laughs> uh, I would say um, be genuine, be honest, be authentic. I think uh, in a world where people wear masks in society and uh, aren't comfortable uh, in the person that they are, um, learn to love yourself and, and, and give back to the community and, and nurture those relationships. Like, uh, people are willing to work with you when they see how genuine, authentic, and, and uh, you know, how caring you are. Like, I'm a very compassionate person. Uh, I never pretend to be something I'm not. Uh, it's no side of me that I don't show people. So if the politicians know that I like fine girls, they're definitely going to know I like fine girls and want to have a crazy lifestyle. But um, you can still be accepted and, and still be yourself and still do good business and, and work with those large companies because we all want to be global or some people's goal isn't to be global. Some people just want to focus on local community and, and that's cool. But um, I'm a visionary and I think really, really big and I'm extremely passionate. So I would say uh, also chase your dreams and don't worry about what other people think. It's people that have dreams and goals that work a nine to five um, that are scared to create that business, that's scared to take that opportunity, that's scared to speak to that person that probably have the, the keys to everything that they dream of and so don't be scared to take those opportunities and put yourself out there because I've put myself out there and I've got crazy things I've put things out to the universe and those things that I've asked for have definitely come back to me so I'll, I would just say just be genuine be authentic 
and nurture those relationships and, and don't forget to love yourself and love other people too. Wow. So D, um, just being your yourself and putting your footprint or your fingerprint on this world, you know, and um, be a bright light, you know, be your light and step forward um, without fear. And um, I, what, what incredible parting advice, where can people find you? You are an influencer. Where's your favorite <laughs> um, form of communication that you like people to find? You know, what? I like LinkedIn. I okay, like LinkedIn too. because I because if I post something, I can post it to business people. Like I can post things on Facebook to my friends and people that I don't know that or girls that I would just thought was cute and not just added them on Facebook. But like I like LinkedIn because I can post the same things that I do that I post on Facebook and I'll be able to build a connection or somebody will have a conversation. People are going to speak uh regardless of what you put out there. But I can put something on LinkedIn and somebody will speak to somebody and next thing you know, a connection comes through and they probably got funding. They probably got another connection. They probably got a partnership. They probably want a partner. They probably want to build. So I love LinkedIn. <laughs> well, there you have it, friends. Find D Jones, Deandra Jones on DeAndre LinkedIn. DeAndre Jones. DeAndre Jones, Jones. Thank you. D Jones. Look it up. Uh -huh on LinkedIn. And that's another episode of Esports Connected. Thank you for being such a great guest. And I guess we'll see you at Esports next, August 21st yeah, second again. Yep. I plan to be there again this year. I, I just plan to connect with people, see, uh, from the time I got the resources to now, the progress that I've, I've made is because of the opportunities and the people that I connected with at the Esports Trade Association. So love to everybody that uh, help me get to where I am today. Thank you, Dee.